Hashem Daf Samachay. We'll begin right at the right at the first line, beginning of the Amud. We were discussing the Machlekes, and the Mishnah was whether we were Paiskin Benoilad or not. So we had a Machlekes between Rabbi Lazar and the Chacham. Rabbi Lazar held you Paiskin Benoilad, the Chacham held you not. And Rabbi Lazar brought a Raya. We spoke out some of it yesterday, at least I did. But um, the <clears throat> brought a raya from Kimesu Kol Anashim that they died. That's an event that occurred later. Um, and the Chachamim answered back to Rabbi Lazar, no, that it wasn't Noilad, but rather it was Aeneas. And the Ran addressed, uh, well, Aeneas is not considered Noilad. And we discussed this idea that, at least according to the Ran, there's two different types of Noilad. There's a, a Noilad Matsui that you can be Paiseach with. And then there's a Noilad like death, okay, which, and we explained with the Shita Spaceisif that that especially if there was an issue with an enemy, with someone specific, that you can't count on Misa to solve your problem. But either way, so the, the Gemara is going to pick up here, Tanya, with a Brisa. We're going to bring back in this, um, the, the, the neder of Moshe Rabbeinu. <coughs> and in, in Yisrael, we'll bring in another neder, and then we'll speak out a couple of things. There's a, a big, uh, important uh, run here. So Tanya. If a person is <clears throat> so he tells his friend, okay, I'm not going to have Hana from you, or vice versa. So you can only be mater the nether in, in front of him. So I'll speak out one thing here quickly, just in regards to just partial understanding. The Ran says that it's dependent on whether or not, or that there's two different svaras brought down in the Yerushalmi, that there's two... In, Two, two svaras as to why you would have to be matir neder in front of a person. So one <laughs> is that it's, it's a form of embarrassment. So if you made a neder to somebody, we'll have to see the qualifications of this because it's a little bit of a, a longer run. And like I said, I wanted, but I want to get through the sugi because there's going to be a couple of things that Ron's going to reference. <clears throat> and then, so we'll get through it in the mission and then we'll speak out. But there's two, there could be two possible reasons. Number one is that if you're going to be, if you're going to abolish your neder that you made to a friend, we want you to at least be embarrassed about it. So show up in front of him and do it to his face. Don't do it behind his back. And another reason is Mishim Chashad. Now this we had earlier in the Masechta, which is, let's say your friend thinks you made an Eder, and you go ahead and then you act against, you know, in violation of that Eder, but really you are moderate, but you never told him, so he knows you made the Eder, but he didn't know, he didn't know that you were shayal on your Eder. Now it looks like you're just a netter violator. So it's a chashad issue. So those are the two of the reasons possibly that you would have to be mat your neder befana. Again, so if you make a neder to your friend, in front of your friend, ostensibly, in mat your neder befana. But not immediately, where do we see this from? So I'm Rav Nachman Dechsev. Let's go back into the neder of Moshe and Midian. Hashem told Moshe in Midian, Leich Shuv Mitzrayim. Go back to Mitzrayim. Now, what, again, what's the story over there? The story was that Moshe, um, Dustin Aviram saw Moshe in Mitzrayim killing a Mitzri. They reported it to Parai, right? We discussed that yesterday. They reported it to Parai, and Parai um, was going to have Moshe killed. Moshe neck, uh, turned, to, to, turned to stone, at least according to the Medrash. He ran away. He runs to Midian. Okay, while he's in Midian, he meets Yisrael, he meets one of the daughters, Tzipayra, and they decide they're going to get married. So Yisrael says, okay, one second, you want to get married? Let's, let's talk. Remember, and the Medrash explains the reason why he made him make this nether. Like, you're going to make a nether to me that you ain't leaving. If, if you want my daughter, you're not leaving. Why? I saw from your father, look what Yaakov did to Laban. In the middle of the night, he stole away. 
Okay, you're not you're not stealing my daughters from me. So Yisrael, that's at least what the Medrash says. So Yisrael made Moshe make a neder to ensure that he wasn't going to leave. Then what happens? Enter Hakadosh Baruch Hu enters to Moshe and he says, "Okay, well, time to go back to Midian. So now he's got a problem. Uh, time to go back to Mitzrayim. So what happens? So again, Abayim Hashem Moshe be Midian leich shuv Mitzrayim kimeis kohen Hashem mevakshim Amar lei be Midian adar talach v'hater Okay, that in Midian, meaning what's the significance of the Pasuk saying Bimidyan? That you have to do it Bifanov. That's the point that the, the, the Hatara of the Nether has to be Bifanov. Now, where do we see that there was actually, let's go back, right? How do we know that there was a Nether here, that there was some sort of Shvur or Nether that would require Hatara? That is, that Allah is a Shvur. Where do we see this? The Pasuk says, Okay, now this is going in regards to Tzidkiyah, Tzidkiyo and Nebuchadnezzar. So we'll have to see the story here. Remember about Allah, but God rebelled Nebuchadnezzar, Marad. And Tzidkiyo rebelled against Nebuchadnezzar, one of possibly many. But in regards to the fact, Asher Hishbiyu Ba'ala Kim Chayim. Okay, so again, but what we see is Vayaveyo Soi Ba'ala that Nebuchadnezzar made Tzidkiyo swear. So we see that Allah is a Lashon of Shvua, or Neder, and Vayoyal Moshe and Yoyal Vayoyal Moshe is a Pasuk in the Torah that it says that is that Moshe made a Shvua. So we see that Allah is Yoel, Allah, it is considered a Shvua. Now, let's first discuss what is my Meriduse. What's the Meridus, what's the re- rebelliousness that Sidkiyo displayed towards Muchanetzar? Ashkechet Sidkiyo and Muchanetzar, the Havaka'achal Arnava. So what happened was, the story was that Tzidkiyo found Nebuchadnezzar, that Nebuchadnezzar was, he was the king, he was royalty, okay? Proper royal gentleman with proper habits, and all of a sudden he discovers that Nebuchadnezzar is eating the Avakachal Arnavachaya. He's eating a wild, uh, you know, raw, a live rabbit, okay? And this is quite uncultured, and Nebuchadnezzar was going to tell Nebuchadnezzar was going to tell everybody, uh, Chizkiah was going to tell everybody that Nebuchadnezzar is not the, is not the king, is not this proper king that you think he is. Look what kind of, look, look what it really, you know, so I, I saw him secretly eating a live rabbit. Look what, type, look, look, look what type of guy you're dealing with. And Nebuchadnezzar, though, he would have killed Sidkio. So instead he said, look, if you make a shvua to me, he said, Okay, make, make, uh, make, swear. Nebuchadnezzar said to to Tzikio, swear to me that you won't tell anybody what you saw, and then I'll let you live. milsa, okay. In this way, the word won't get out. Ishtaba. So Tzikio made he he made the shvua. Lesayif have a kometzar Tzikio begufe. So Tzikio was very troubled. He was unable to function. Okay, and we'll go into this in a little bit. But he was unable to function. It was mitzar begufe because he needed to tell people itchalashvuasa. So what did he do? He, he, made an, he made a shvua, so he went to go ask a chacham to be matir, matir neder on the shvua. V'amar, and he told everybody, hey, by the way, this Nebuchadnezzar guy, he was eating wild rabbits, live, raw rabbits. Okay, v'amar, shama, okay, so now, shama Nebuchadnezzar, so Nebuchadnezzar heard about this, that he violated the other, to come to right? How did he hear about it? Because everybody was, was ridiculing the king about the fact that he was this uncultured person. Shalach Isi Sanhedrin. So he summoned Sanhedrin Vitzid Kiyo. What's going on over here? There was a nether. 
What, what happened? He made an nether to me. Amar lahain, or he made a shvu. Amar lechazitain, my kavod sitkio. Look what sitkio is doing. Lav hachi yishtaba b'shma d'shmaya d'loy magal d'loy magal Didn't he make a shvu with, with using the invoking the name of Hashem that he won't reveal it? Amar lei itchla shvuasa. So the Sanim said no problem. He was shail on a shvu. Now Nebuchadnezzar was a little bit more of a lamdin than maybe we give him credit for. Amar lei machilin ashvuasa. Okay, so he said, were you shayel? So Nebuchadnezzar asked Sidkiyo, Amri lay in, yeah, Amr lahu. So Nebuchadnezzar now said to the, to the Chacham, to the Sanhedrin, Bifanov, I have you shalai Bifanov. Oh, really? You were shayel? Shalai Bifanov? What do you have to be? Tanya? Hamudar anamei chaveira, matin lehele Bifanov. So Amri lay Bifanov. So, no, so, so, I'm sorry. So he asked him, Amalei, in, Amalehu, Bifanov, Ayafil, Shalai, Bifanov, when one is Matur Nether, do you need to do a Bifanov or not? Amalei, they told him, you're right, Bifanov, Amalehain, Batun, Maivdichun. So, how were you shell on Sidkiyo's Nether that he made that he wasn't going to reveal this without, if, if it has to be done Bifanov, what were you guys doing? How did you allow him, how did you allow him to be Matur Nether? So my time alone, I'm recently in Sikyo. Why don't you tell him, sorry, it doesn't work. You can't, you, you, you need to be shoyal. You need to be matur nether in front of the person that you made the nether to. Miyad, all of a sudden that was quite portentous. Uh, now, it, it, was, it was portentous. Miyad yashvu la'aretz yidmu ziknei basiyin. Okay, that the Pasuk says right afterwards, Yashuva Aretz, Yinmu, they sat on the ground, and Yinmu, they were quiet. Zikne Basia and the Zikanim were quiet, meaning they, they realized that this, uh, that Nebuchadnezzar got them. Amar of Yitzchak, Sheshamtu Karmitachtehem, that the pillows were removed. And this is, some say it refers to like the status, that Nebuchadnezzar actually had a great respect for the Sanhedrin, and at that point, he lost respect for them. Others say it was pretentious at a time that they knew that uh, bad things were coming. Okay, but the point was that the Chachamim went ahead and they did not prevent Tzidkiyo from being Matur Neder. Now, how did the Chachamim allow this to happen? So, right, and, and the Ran discusses this here a little bit later. I'm going out of order for a reason. And Taisa says this as well. That number, that two answers. Number one, Lidvar Mitzvah Matirin. So even Shalai Bafanov, if it's a Dvar Mitzvah, then we could be Matir. And the problem was that he was unable, but Sidkiyo, we said, what was painting Sidkiyo? He couldn't function. And therefore, Okay, he had Malach HaShemayim to do. He was unable to do his Malach HaShemayim, and now it goes in the gather of Mitzvah, because for, for a Mitzvah, we can be Matir even Shalai Bafanov. So that's one. Or that... It itself, Lishmaya, Mitzvah Lishmaya, Debraya Melech, that the Chachamim had a responsibility to listen to the king. And if he wanted the nether to be, uh, to be matir, if he wanted to be shail on the nether, even though he's not supposed to, but still there's a mitzvah of you have to listen to the king, and that overrides it. Okay, so that's how they, did, they got, that's how he was able, they were, he was able to be matir nether, even though it was shalai befanov. But al we see that Nebuchadnezzar was not happy with this. Now, I said that we're going to get, before we go into the next suya, so the Bryce, the, the Gemara today started off with a Tanya, with a Bryce that said, Hamudr and Mechavere, a Matir and El Bafanov. That if you make, if your Mudr Hanam, Mechavere, person makes a Nether, so then you're, you can't be Matir unless it's, in front, unless it's in front of him. Now, the question is, what type of Nadarim are we talking about? So the Ran starts off by saying that it's only a Nether that is for the Hana of his friend. Meaning if I'm doing something to benefit you, for instance, if we use over here, Moshe was making a neder to benefit Yisrael, 
He wasn't going to leave Midian because Yisrael didn't want him to leave. So therefore, because I'm doing, I'm making, I, I, I'm making a nether to benefit you, so then I can't be, I can't be mavato my nether, I can't be shoyal my nether unless I'm doing it in front of you. Or, Nebuchadnezzar, same thing. Chizkiyo was making the nether for the benefit of Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar didn't want the word to get out. Okay, so that's where, again, we had the whole shock of attire of the Gemara, but that's where you would have to. So that's how the Ron starts. But then he says, really, even if it's not for the benefit, it would depend on the two reasons I told you. Depends. What are the, what are the two reasons that we, we discussed? We discussed that there's two reasons why you'd possibly, so again, if it's for the benefit, the Ron says, if, if I'm doing it for your benefit, so to take away a benefit from you, essentially, I would need to do it of. If it's not for your benefit, I'm just being mother myself. I'm saying I'm not going to have enough from you, for instance, let's say, right? So it's nothing to do with you. Still, it depends on the two reasons we said. The Ran says that there's two reasons. One is because of Hashad, that if uh, we know that, let's say, a person made another, he's not going to have enough from somebody else. So now the person who he's not supposed to have enough from, he now has enough from because he was shown his nether, but the other guy doesn't know. So he's going to think that this guy is a nether violator. That was one reason. The other reason was because of Busha. So again, depend, there is obviously, we want the person to be misbaish, right? Again, Shimon goes to Ruvain and he says, I'm not going to have enough from you, Ruvain. There's no busha in Shimon going back and being matter the nether to Ruvain. But if it was that Ruvain, you can't have any enough from me, then there would be a busha component. So whether or not this din of you have to be matter nether befun of, in a situation where there was no benefit to the person, to the other person, the Bafanov person, right? The person, the other guy. So there's no benefit to him. So that would depend on the two reasons. But if it's a benefit to him, then you definitely have to, says the Ron. And the Ron then brings down a third component, right? So that's number one, if it's for your friend's benefit, you have to do it in front of your friend. Number two, if it's only to do with you, that would be telling on the two Svaras in the, in the Yerushalmi as far as what reason you have to be Matan of And then the third thing that the Ron says is that if it is a, there's one extra step that not only if it's for your friend's benefit do you have to do it of, but you also have to do it bidaitoi, meaning you have to get him to be maskim, you have to get him to agree, he has to waive his rights. You made an edit that you're going to do something wrong. For instance, in Nebuchadnezzar's example, Chizkiah would have to go to Nebuchadnezzar and say, are you okay with me breaking this nether? And Nebuchadnezzar would have to agree, right? So that would be the third component. Now, that's what the Ran says, that it's not only, not only if it's, for Hanas Chavir, you have to do Bifana, but you need his Haskama as well. And really, he brings down the Shittas Rebbein Tam, but the way the Ron brings it down here, it seems to be only an issue, only an issue of where you're doing it, it's a much more Machber version, meaning when your friend, when you're being Mahana, your friend, your friend's getting benefit from you, then you need his Haskama to break the nether. He's quoting Rebbein Tam, but the Rebbein Tam actually says that one different knech, which is, and really argues. So the Ran brings that component from the Rabbeinu Tam. The Ran holds that even if you are just in what he brought at the beginning, meaning the Ran holds that, again, three things. If the nether is for the benefit of your friend, you have to break it in front of, you could only be moderate in front of him, of. And then he quotes the Rabbeinu Tam saying that, like we said, there's a if it's not for his benefit. But if it's for his benefit, the Ran says, not only do you have to be matur b'fanav, but you also need his haskava. He brings the Rabbeinu Tam who says this, but the, and the Ran in Shuvas quotes the Rabbeinu Tam in it, and he actually holds a little bit differently. Meaning he says that when do you need his haskama? The Rabbeinu Tam himself holds that you need his haskama if you got something out of 
the neder that you made for your friend's benefit. Meaning, and he, again, cites these examples of Yisrael and Moshe, right? Moshe was only able to marry Yisrael's daughter because he made the neder. Now, the neder was for Yisrael's benefit, but Moshe gained, because otherwise he wouldn't have been able to marry Tzipira. And guess what? By the neder of Nebuchadnezzar and Chizkiyo, if Chizkiyo discovered Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar would have killed him on the spot if he didn't make the neder. So Chizkiyo definitely gained out of the neder. The only time the Rabbeinu Tam says that you need the haskama of your friend Actually, the Rebbe Tam says that you need to ask him every friend, is if you gained, you personally gained, and the nether is for his benefit. But if the nether is just for his benefit, the Rebbe Tam actually wants to say that you would not need to be Maidiya, you wouldn't have to be Matu the nether in front of him. And so the Ran argues on that component. The Rebbe Tam says it's only if it's for his benefit. You're getting benefit, and it's his benefit. But it's a benefit that you provided him because you got something out of the deal. That's when you need his askama. The Ran says that even anything that benefits him needs his askama. And, and really, the, the Rabbeinu Tam brings a raya for this idea that it's only, again, arguing on the Ran, that you, you don't need the ha, that, that <clears throat> if you're benefiting your friend and it's just a benefit you provide for your friend, but you didn't get anything in return, then you don't need to be matir b'fanav. Um, raya from Para and Yosef. That we know that Yosef swore... To, that he was going to bury his father. He was going to leave him time to bury Yaakov. He made a shvua to Yaakov. And, Ye- and, and Parag comes to Yosef and he didn't want him to fulfill that neder. And he tried to get him that shvua and he tried to get him to uh, be matur. And whatever he said, if you matter that, I'm going to matter something else. And if I'm a person who's not matting the dharm, it's going to look bad for you, Parag. But we see them ikra din, even though it was for the benefit of Yaakov, Yaakov was no longer around, that Yosef could have been matter the neder. Now, he ultimately negotiated with Paro and told him why it wouldn't be a good idea for him to start get, you know, habitually being matur nadarim. But it sounds like Alcopan, that he could have been matur nadar. And so we see from there that, again, and Yosef made the nadar, or the, the shvur, that he, was, that he, was gonna, that he wasn't going to bury him in Mitzrayim for the benefit of Yaakov, and he didn't get anything in return, but it was for the benefit of Yaakov. And yet we see that he would have been able to be matar Shalai B'fanov. So the Rabbeinu Tam himself brings a raya that Shalai B'fanov, that if it's only a one-way benefit, meaning you providing benefit for your friend, so that seems to be a machlekes in the Rabbeinu Tam and the Ran, that the Ran holds you would need to be matar B'fanov, and Rabbeinu Tam holds you don't. Okay, so Akavanov, like we said, there's three dinim that the Ran Prashita Saran here is when we send Matir Bafanov, it's number one, if his friend's getting benefit, you'd have to be Matir. If his friend's getting, and you would need his Askama. And if it's not benefiting your friend, then it would depend on the two Svaras we said in the Rishalmi. What's the reason why you have to be Matir Bafanov? Is it because of Khshad or is it because we want you to be embarrassed? Well, the only time we want you to be embarrassed is if you are rescinding a benefit that you gave to your friend. Fine, let's move on. In the case of Moshe, would he go to? Well, uh, Kodesh Baruch was matir as nether. Now, what we're saying is that he would have to do it befanov. It would have to be, right. he would have to... But well, he didn't have to go to any authority to... Uh, no, there was nobody, no. I mean, Kodesh Baruch did it. Zuck the Mishnah. Remeir Eimer. Yesh Dvarim Shein Kinelet. So again, we were discussing, coming off the last Mishnah, we discussed this machlikas between Remeir and uh, the Rabbanon and Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Lazar said you can be matir binoilad. Okay, if something, new events occur, you can be matir nether based on that. And the Chum said, you can't. So, so now we're going to have another category of things that are kind of like noilad. That are like noilad, but not really noilad. And the Chum do not agree. What, what does that mean? Let's say a person said, I will not marry so-and-so. Because she has a bad father. I'm not interested in having a shver like that. Amruloi. 
So they told him, Mace, I should also chuva. Well, guess what? The, the guy, he did chuva or he died. He's no longer a factor. Okay? So now, is, is that a reason to be mater nether? The events occurred later. He died or he did chuva. Koinim shani nechnas. Person said, I'm not going to go into this house. Shakel of Because it has a rabid dog there. There's a snake. I'm scared to go in. Okay, the dog died. The snake was now killed. So this is, and we can hear, it's a little bit, this is noilad, but not really noilad. Meaning the events occurred later, but at the time of making the neder, you built some of this in. Okay? So let's discuss in the Gemara what's going on. Etc., etc. Skip the parentheses. Mace, again, this is talking about the woman where her father in law, where her father died. So noilad hu. Amr Ravuna, nasa ketoyla nidra bedavar. That Ravuna says, that it's like your toilet nidra bedavar, meaning it's like you made a tenai in the nether. So you want to know why we call this noilad ve'ena noilad? Yes, the events that ended up canceling out the nether occurred later, but at the time of the nether, you said this. Meaning, co- contrast that with the noilad before, you didn't say anything. Moshe made a nether to Yisrael that he wasn't going to leave me, he wasn't going to go back to Mitzrayim, and then all of a sudden, oh, whoop, doesn't Aviram died. That is, that was never... Expl- that was never explained as a reason for that. I'm never going back to Mitzrayim because that's an Aviram there. That wasn't said at the time of the nether. So that's a true Nailad. And what we're saying is now that this is considered a quasi Nailad. Okay, it's a quasi Nailad. Now really, and the way the Ran says this is that Ravuna Nasa and Again, since you said, uh, the reason I'm not going to marry this woman, you made a nether that you're not going to do that, is because you were toilet on the fact that she had a bad father. So Yes, something happened to the father later. He did tshuva, or he died, but it's like you had a tenai in your neder, and this is now back into the third paragraph, the Abra Nadarim, and therefore, actually, the neder would be bottle, says the Ran, because it was like your toila, the neder, you don't even need Shayla's chacham over here. And you don't need at all, because you made a tenai in your neder. Once the, once the, the tenai is triggered, so then it goes away, because you mentioned it. Now, Rabbi Yechen and Amar... Because you mentioned it in the nether. You said that that's the reason, for the impetus for the nether, why you're not going to marry this woman. You made a nether to that effect is because of the father. So that's considered a tenai in the nether. No, that's not that, again, but we can hear how it's a little bit like a noilad. Why? Because the events that ended up triggering it happened later. So that's Rav Huna's explanation. Rav Yechonah No, what we're talking about is where it has to be that the father already had died. At the time of the nether, he had already died, he had already done tshuva, he was just unaware of it. Okay, if so, says Rav Huna, now it's a nether betois. And if it's a nether betois, so then, <clears throat> it's a nether tois, and then again, also, it would automatically be bottle. Meaning, before the nether, nether tois. Now, the Ran asks a question, he says, if so, how could you possibly say, what, what, what kind of nailad is this? There's no nailad over here. We're saying at this point now, he's saying that Kavar, Mace, he had already died at the time of the nether. There's zero nailad here at all. How is this like nailad in any way, shape, or form? And uh, Ulai, a little bit, we can say that the, uh, the rush seems to say here that, if so, again, what's the machlekes? Nidre Tais, everybody seemed to agree with. 
So what's the machlekes? So the rush says that it's machlekes whether we're going to make a gzera. Why are we going to make a gzera of kvar meis up to a case where kvar ena meis? And that's what the whole machlekes between the chachamim and the rameir is. Are we going to make a gzera or not? But let's go back to Masiv. Rav Abba, again, so we have two different ways of explaining this quasi Nailad Mishnah. Either Rav Huna saying that it's, again, it's not really Nailad, either it's like a Tanai in the nether, or it's like a Nidre Tois. That's basically what we're coming out. Rav Huna says it's like a Tanai in the nether, and Rav Yechanan says it's like Nidre Tois. Masiv, Rav Abba, following Kasha, Koinim Shani Noisei Leplenis Kaura. So a person makes a nether, I'm not going to marry such and such a lady because she's ugly. And it turns out, she actually was pretty. Whoops, he got it wrong. He thought that she was dark. And she was really lighter, of lighter complexion. He thought she was short. Really, she was tall. He's going to be a No, not because somebody who's ugly can become beautiful. Or somebody with a dark complexion can become super light. Kitsar benasa arucha, right? They can't get stretched out. So, Ella shan nether toys. Now, okay, so this is a Brysa saying in an example of nether toys. Now, Bishlom al-Rav Huna, who said that our Mishnah is Tanai, the explanation of why it's Kinnailat is Tanai, so then it makes a lot of sense. Damar nasa ketayla nidra bedavar, so Tana toyla nidra. So our Mishnah brings examples of things that are more of a Tanai, and then I have a Brysa that's discussing nether toys. But according to Rabbi Yechanan, that our Mishnah is also nidre toys. Why would I need two? Why would I need a Mishnah and a Brysa that are basically saying the exact same thing that are both nidre toys? So the Gemara Blaib, share Kasha. Okay, it's Kasha on Rabbi Yechanan. But Al Kopanan, they still maintain their sheetas. That we can. We can invoke a Shayla, we can go to him and say, Did you know from something that is Minakasabatar, something written in the Torah, but Imrim Loy, and we tell him, either you say, that you're going to violate one of these Averis, these are Benadam Lechavera, Sikam, can't know Nakamab, Lois Sitar, okay, different types of Nakamab, Lois Sisna, Sakhicha, Bavacha, you can't hate your brother in your heart, okay, so those, those ones, again, if you realize you made a nether out of the fact, and in making that nether, you violated one of these things. And if the guy, what are we looking for the guy to say? We're trying to find a Pesach for his nether. So we're looking for the guy to say, oh, whoops, I didn't realize. I didn't realize oh, that there's a lav on this. And therefore, that would be an effective Pesach to abolish the nether. To be, right, to, to. Now, the question is that we said, in regards to, we had Yesh, um, that if, if we invoke, we try, we can't be Paseach and Nether by invoking the seriousness of the Nether. Okay, that it's an Avera to make Nedarim. And we saw this yesterday when we discussed that everybody agrees that you can't be Paseach but Kavan Amakam. Right, that you're not allowed to make Kenidre Rishonim Nedarim. Kenidre Sanikim, no such thing. And then we said, right, that, that <clears throat> we said that Kol Ha, kol ha Neider Kilu Bana Obama Vamakayma Kilu Kilu so we, and that's not an effective Pesach. The fact that you made an nether itself and that's a zilzul to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, why? What did we say? Because imagine the guy's going to be sitting in front of a Chacham and the Chacham's going to go, did you realize that making a nether, HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't like Nidarim? And what's the guy going to say? Yeah, I knew it and I did it anyways. Nobody's going to be that bold-faced. Right? We need him to admit, to cop to something that he didn't know, that he didn't realize. 
So we said that when it comes to zilzal of the covet of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, on the fact that he violated the Isra of making the Darim, that wouldn't be an effective Pesach. Yet over here we're saying that these are an effective Pesach. Why? And the Ron explains because these things are, are things that people don't perceive. A lot of this is about perception. They don't perceive it as such a grievous sin. Avera. And therefore, if they're sitting in front of the Chacham, the Chacham goes to him, did you realize that making a nether? And now you're going to, you violated, so if he truly did it, yeah, okay, so what? Everybody has an enemy that they, don't, that, they, that, they, that they hate. He wouldn't be embarrassed to admit to the fact that he knew it, he knew that there was an Yisra, and he made the nether against his friend anyway. Okay, and therefore, we will say that if Hitaka doesn't know, He'll, he'll be telling the truth. We can, we can assume he's telling the truth and we can go out to another on that. Next one. This is another one, right? So now, the, he goes to the Chav. The Chav says, did you realize that there's a mitzvah, there's a mitzvah that you have to give tzedakah to your friend who's in troubled times. Okay, And now that you made a ned there, you can't be mefarnes him. Did you realize that you were now going to preclude, preclude yourself from doing a certain mitzvah? Amar, and he says, Had I known that, Again, so either that he, a neder that goes in violation of an Isr ben Adam lechaveri, we're now saying is an effective pesach, or one that would preclude him from doing a mitzvah is an effective is an effective pesach. Contrasting that with the neder to cover amakim which we said is not an effective Pesach because the guy will never admit to the fact that he knew that information at the time and yet he made the nether anyways. But when it comes to these things, he would. This is more of a technical question, the Rabbanon. Nema, so again, we said, the, let's, we're focusing on the last case of the Mishnah. The Chah, he goes to the Chah, and the Chah goes to him and he realizes that there's a mitzvah of tzedakah. By making the nether against this guy, he can't have enough from you. You're now not going to be able to fulfill the mitzvah of tzedakah. So now we're asking a question, well, what do you mean? Nema, why can't he just say, look, kol Right? Any person who becomes poor, it doesn't specifically fall on me. I have to, you're right, I have to be mefarnis him, but I'll, I'll give money to the gabite stuck, I'll put it in the pot, and then the money goes to him. So I'm not going to, it's not going to come on to me anyways. So you're telling me you, you're, that we're going to be matir the nether because you're precluding yourself from being able to do the mitzvah of tzedakah. Not true. I can put money in the pushka and the guy will hand it out to him and I have to my mitzvah of tzedakah. So the Gemara says, no. The guy who needs money, he's not going to fall on taking money from the pushka. That's a last resort. Where's he going to go first? He's going to go to his friends and family and say, look, I, I need some help. Could you help me out? So he is going to come to you, and you do have a chiyav to, to, to provide him with, with tzedakah, and therefore it is an effective Pesach that you, by making this neder, you're not, if, by making the neder, of you're violating the chiyav, you're not going to be able to help him, and this guy is an ani. So it is considered an effective Pesach, because there is a situation where you could have precluded yourself from now doing a mitzvah, that's enough of a reason to have as a Pesach for a neder. Let's see one more case. So there are certain nidarim that if a guy makes against his wife, that would be reason for him to divorce her. Okay? If they're unable to continue together as husband and wife, so he would divorce her. And because he was the one that made the nether, he'd have to pay out the ksuba. As opposed to the other way, if she made the nether, and that was the reason for divorce, so then he wouldn't have to pay out the ksuba. So again, these are certain nidarim that he made to his wife. So we can go, now go to him and say, look, did you realize... I, I, you made an nether because you were angry at your wife, but now you're going to have to divorce her and pay out a ksuba. Oh, I didn't realize it was going to cost me money. 
Okay, no, I didn't have that in mind. Right? So that would be an effective Pesach. That a person said that his wife can't have any Hana from him. Her Ksuba was 800 dinner. And he said, sorry, you got to pay out her whole Ksuba. He said, Rebbe. Okay, so her Ksuba was, sorry, tough dinar, 400, 400 dinarim. And Balar Akiva, the Chayva Litin Laksubasa Amrle, he said, Rebbe, Chesmeus, you know, 800 dinners, Hiniach Abba, I got an inheritance of 800 dinner. Okay, now, Natal Achi Dalad Meis, Vani Dalad Meis, we each, we split it 50 50. So I got 400. All I have is 400 dinners that I got from inheritance. And now you're telling me, because I made a nether, <coughs> that I need to pay it out to her. There's my whole inheritance is gone. <coughs> Like die, like die. Wouldn't it be good enough? Shetito he masayim, vani masayim. Well, how about why don't her and I just split, split it? She wants four hundred. I want to give her nothing. We'll split it two hundred. I'm a lerikiva afilo ata meicher sarochla. Even if you sell the hair off of your head, ata neisin laksuba. So you're going to give her the ksuba. I'm So the guy said, ilo yisi yodeya shukain. If I would have known that by me making the neder, asking my wife to have enough for me, it would have triggered me having to pay out my entire inheritance that I got from my, from my father. I would never have made this nether. Okay? okay, because we can be matir nether based on having to pay out a ksuba. Now, the Gemara is just going to go through a very, tech, again, another technical question. And this is back in, brings us back to the ksuba's times. Well, what was the story over here? The guy got an inheritance of 800 dinners. He split with his brother, so he, got, he pocketed 400 dinners. Now, what we're saying is Rabbi Kiva said, you got to take that 400 dinners and pay your wife's ksuba. Well, mentality mi mishtabdi ksuba. And we discussed this in ksubas many times. Now, again, before the tshuva sagainim, the text was brought down over there that once it was the tshuva at the times of the gainim, they already established that, yes, you would, in fact, it's a question of what is her smichas das? What is she thinking is security for ksuba? So in the, but in the times of the Gemara, before the gainim times, in modern times, of course, you're thinking cash. Cash are marketable securities. But, right, that's what you're thinking now. And then from the time of the Shubha Zagonim, that's true. But in the times of the Gemara, what were they thinking? What's the, what's the woman thinking? She is getting married again. We discussed this in Subas extensively, that it's a question of, does she think that, there's, that she has leverage? Right? Does she think that there's something that she can get her Ksuba on? And the answer is yes. What? Karka. So, over here, the story was he got an inheritance of 400 dinners. That's metaltolin. That's not mishtabed ksuba. What's Rabbi Kiva telling to go pay the ksuba out of those dinners? It's not mishtabed ksuba. Amar Abaya, karka, really, no. Very simple answer. It was karka. It was land, chesmeas, dinner. Balkatani, I, Rabbi Kiva said, even if you have to sell sarosha, you have to sell your hair to raise funds. You're still going to pay the ksuba. So what are you talking about? Sarosha. If it's sarosha metaltalihu, well, that's definitely metaltalin. That's definitely not karka. So the Gemara says, meaning even, yes, you got $400 worth of land as your chalik of the inheritance. You have to give that to her, even though you were counting on that land to eat. Sell your own here to eat. You got to give that land to her for the ksuba. Now, this is the machlekes when it comes to mi'ila, the um, erichen. Sorry, not mi'ila, erichen. That if a person donates a certain value, his value, whatever his net worth is to the, to the Beis HaMikdash, so we do an evaluation. However, we withhold, meaning we leave him with some basic necessities. He's got to be able to work. He's got to have some mezainas. So that's the idea called misadrin. So shma mina, if you're telling me, Rabbi Kiva said here that 
that you go ahead. Now that's true by Erechim. There's a machlekes by Balchayv, whether that's true. Meaning when I come to collect money that you owe me, am I allowed to take everything or do I have to leave you with some basic necessity? It's the idea of Mesadrin. So again, same thing with the Ksuba. Ksuba is in effect a Chayv. So you just said, what, what happened in the story over here? That Rabbi, Kiva, that Rabbi Kiva said that he's got to take the whole $400 worth of, uh, $400 worth of land, pay her Ksuba, leave the Balchayv, the husband, with nothing. He's got to sell Sarayshayv. Leave him with nothing. Is that true? We leave him with nothing? So Shema Mina ain't misadrin that we don't provide him with, we don't withhold the basic. When we come to collect, we leave him some basics. What he was saying, even if you have to sell your hair, you got to pay the ksuba. We're going we're gonna to get every last penny out of you. So we, you now, that's a machoikis, right? That's a question the Gemara asked over there. We don't know that you are misadrin or not. So Shema Mina, now, based on this mindset with Rabbi Kiva, we have a raya that you are, Shema Mina, she'en misadrin, right? That you don't have to be misadrin. You don't have to provide basic protections of basic necessities, the Baal Amar Nachman, Rabbi Yitzchak, no. Loimer she'en mekarin shtark subasa. No, really, and the way the Ron explains this is what happened. Again, the story is as the story was. Of course, maybe, if if he was going to go through with it and not be mevatel, have charata over here, and he had to go ahead and pay the ksuba, maybe we wouldn't taka have dinged him for all $400 with the land. We would have left him, withheld some money so he had what to eat. But the point was, the guy said, look, I want, I want you, I'm going to, I'll, give you I'll, give you the, I'll give the land. It's not enough to finish satisfying the ksuba, but if I give the land and I give everything and I forego my mesadrin, I want you to rip up the ksuba. Rekiva is telling him, no, I'm not going to rip up the ksuba. Even if you forego your masadrin and what are you going to eat off of selling your hair off your head, still I'm not going to rip up the ksuba. You're going to have to pay the ksuba. Again, it's a, don't read, again, a little bit of a technical understanding of, you know, just trying to be machalic in our Mishnah. But the practical answer is, Rekiva is telling him, you're not getting, no, no way, no how, you're not getting out of paying every, every last dime of this ksuba. That's what Rebbe was telling him. And that would be an effect of Pesach. We're just getting technically, how is it that it would have been every last dime if a misadrin? Ah, because every last dime, no, what he's telling him is even if you forego misadrin still and you're relying on, on, on your hair to eat, right, that you're relying on selling your hair to be able to have maza and basic necessities and you were willing to, to go lefnimish yusadin, still we're not going to, you have to satisfy every last, and that it was just for effect. You have to satisfy every last penny of that ksuba. And if he goes, oh, really? I didn't realize it was going to be that onerous then I went to make the nether, that is going to be an effective Pesach for another.